Love Radio World. We got something to prove tonight, and we start the whole circle thing off. Help me, keep the same move, we knock out. Let's go. Play it. You play to win. Do you have any questions? I got a question. You got an excuse tonight, Roy? Playoffs? What are you talking about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Be a dog. You don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. But we talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice? What's going on, people? I want to welcome all of you to another ed- edition of the Unsportsmanlike podcast. My name is Quincy, and this is my podcast. And I'm sorry, I should say the very Unsportsmanlike podcast. We're not just Unsportsman, we're very Unsportsmanlike. And so we'll go ahead and get to it. Got a lot to get to in a very short amount of time. I got show legends Ray Buck and Eminem rejoining the show. What up, fellas? What's going on, dog? Hey, what's up? All right, so let's get right into it. Get to our our usual questions that we're going to ask. And um, well, no, I'll tell you what. I tell you what. Let's let's start somewhere else first. Let's start somewhere else. Um. Let's see. One, I got to mention that Gail Sayers died at age 77. Gail Sayers was a great running back for his time. He was, I mean, basically unstoppable back in the day. He didn't play that long, got a knee to the helmet at the end of his career. I think he only played like six seasons, maybe five seasons. I can't remember. Um, led the NFL. In I think it was twice. seven seasons, but uh, I seven. think in okay. between he okay. had missed some seasons. Okay. So, um, yeah, sad to see a legend go, but, you know, 77 is a good, a good long life. So everyone seems to speak highly of the guy. He seems to be a really nice man. So, um, you know, much love goes out to his family and loved ones. Um, um, just a news story that I thought was crazy, and, Ray, you're an AFC West guy, so I know you might know a little bit about it. Tyrod Taylor, quarterback of the Chargers, was getting um, a pain injection for his, um, you know, cracked rib or something, and the doctor accidentally punctured his lung, and you know he was in a pretty dire situation there, man. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. I didn't hear nothing about that. I mean, I was crazy busy this week, but no, I didn't hear nothing about that at all, man. I know he didn't play because I watched um, Justin Herbert get in there. And really do his thing. I guess they didn't have no film on him. But no, I didn't hear nothing like that. I know he had a problem with his rib, but I I didn't hear nothing about as far as all that other stuff. Wow. Yeah, that evidently like somebody, must have let, yeah. somebody must have let oh, no. one of the Raiders doctor one of the Raiders doctors <laughs> in the in the in the locker room. <laughs> well, that that joke was <laughs> to get paid, man, because they said it might end his career. 
Man, I hope not, but that's horrible. I'm, I just hope yeah, that he's okay. Yeah, I mean, who want to go out like that, though? <laughs> man. Yeah. Then yeah. what doctor What doctor don't know how to, to stick you, man? They do this all the time. Like, they stick deep enough to go into your damn lung? Like, wow. Yeah, that's all bad right there. Hey, I, had a, so, I, had a doctor, I had a doctor screw my damn knee up by sticking it too damn far in there, and he, and he went all the way up under my damn patella. I mean, and you ain't supposed to stick it that damn far to draw fluid. She ended up getting punched in the jaw, too. Took him 15 minutes to get the damn needle out. Ooh, damn. Man, that sounds painful just from the description of that. It was very painful. Yeah, I want no part of that. I've had I've had knee surgery. I don't want anything around my knee. Mm-mm. And so, all right, another story, and Buck, this comes out of Pittsburgh. Your boy, um, what's the offensive lineman name? Alexander Villanueva? Yeah. Um, at the game Sunday, you know, the players are wearing, like, Black Lives Matter and different names and things like that on the back of their helmets just to show their solidarity with, you know, the rest of the world of the United States. And he decided at the last minute that he was going to cover his name and wear the name of a veteran who I believe may have been killed in action or something. I don't know the story behind the veteran. But, um, you know, he's in the military, a military guy. How do you feel about that, that he, you know, kind of at the last minute made the change and decided to wear a veteran's name on the back as opposed to what was agreed to by the rest of the team? Well, it was actually not last minute. Um, He actually talked to Coach Tomlin um, about putting, you know, putting somebody that, you know, a military guy on the back, and Mike Tomlin had no problem with that. I don't have a problem with it. I mean, this is a guy that's an Army Ranger. And, you know, may have been somebody that he even fought with. Who knows? Um, but in any event, this is something, you know, this is something, the military is something that he real, feels real strongly about. And, you know, those are, those are the real heroes. So I have no problem with him changing and putting, you know, a fallen soldier on the back of his helmet. Not, not a problem at all. And Eminem, how you feel about it? Well, I mean, like, just on the front end, I don't have a problem, but I do have a problem. Like, like, um, well, I, okay, I throw this example out here. You know, since it's almost October, it's just like, okay, um, prostate cancer runs very heavy in in uh, my family, on in the males or whatever, but. My thing is, if, if if I'm part of a team or, or even at work and everybody say, okay, well, you know, uh, we're wearing something in reference to breast cancer awareness, and I'm like, okay, well, cool. You know, I mean, uh, prostate, I think, is purple ribbon. I'm saying I, I, I ain't saying it's that big of a deal, but I'm just saying I think I just if it's a team, normally coaches teach you, Basically, when one do it, everybody do it. So um, it's not so much about what the issue is. Normally, if it's if it's decided as a team, normally everybody do it. If everybody did except one person, now if it was multiple people, it'd been different. But if it's just one person, it would kind of be like, uh, it's like man, if it shouldn't have killed you to do it, like damn, you know, you could have, because um, uh, a lot of people that's affected by a lot of stuff are military guys. In the you know it's, it's a lot of people in the military that's in the civilian world that just got 
knocked off or did wrong. I mean, you know, if he did his research, he could have put somebody's name up there to bring awareness to, to maybe one of his brethren that nobody knew about. So, you know, like I said, it ain't the end of the world, but it's kind of like if that scenario makes sense, like, you know, nobody has a problem with prostate cancer, but I'm not going to wear a, a bunch of purple to a, 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 when everybody else wearing pink. And it's not that nobody got a problem with breast uh, prostate cancer. And it's not like I got a problem with breast cancer, but just that, you know, just to show the solidarity, that's the key word for it. Uh, I don't think I would have did that. And, Ray, you got a you got a decision on that? Yeah, I, I think he it was disgraceful because I understand that you have a background of military in his family. This is not about the military, but at the same time, the military that you represent, the country that you're fighting for, what you're supposed to be fighting for, the freedoms, are not happening to your brothers and your teammates, just like the guys that you went to to back in the service are your brothers, so are the people that are on your football team. If you decide something as a team, then you go back in the back room and you talk to the coach and say, well, coach, I feel like this and that. That says you don't believe in the cause that people are fighting for when you do something different. And to me, I think he shouldn't have done that. It's a time and a place for everything. But that wasn't the time, that wasn't the place. The place was that we're going to take a stand against racial injustice, not Something else is just like if if you're doing something that's supposed to represent the the guys, and then you come out and you do something to represent the ladies and stuff too. That's not what we agreed on. So I I disagree with it, and I think that if I was his teammate, I would be very upset about that because you know I can we can be talking about one thing, and I come out in with Martin Luther King. And, you know, why would I do that if we talk about a totally different subject? Not to disrespect Dr. King, but it's a time and a place. So I think he was wrong on that. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it was wrong, too. And the reason I think it was last minute, even though I know he talked to Tomlin, is because it wasn't, like, professionally done. or whatever. Just like somebody took a magic marker and wrote it on a piece of tape and just taped it over the other guy's name. And so that's why it appeared to be last minute. But I don't think anyone has a problem with, you know, veterans being recognized. And I think the the thing is the team agreed to one thing and he did another thing. And this is not the first time he's done this. You remember back about, what, 2017 where the players said they were going to stay in the locker room during the national anthem. He went out and stood for the anthem. And he did that on his own volition. And then, you know, of course, he apologized to everyone saying, I'm sorry, um, just my, you know, I'm I'm patriotic, but I shouldn't have done it without talking to the team first. So turn around 2020, he's saying the same thing. He apologized afterwards, saying, I'm sorry, I should have done, um, responded as a teammate, and I embarrassed my team and my coaches. And, I mean, dude, I'm tired of hearing all that. You just do whatever you want to do, you know. And, again, no one is saying that your cause is wrong. It's just that because of when you did it means that you don't care about the other cause. That's just like going to a breast cancer rally and screaming out diabetes matters. You know, I mean, it's just it's just You're right. <laughs> and so, 
Yeah, so I, I don't have any sympathy for the dude uh-huh. and the criticism he's getting. Uh-huh. I know it uh-huh. upsets like the mother. Like holes telling each other happy day. It's our damn day. <laughs> I know the mother of the of the victim was was upset about this happening. So I mean, so now you got the you know family member upset and everything, and, and I mean it was just. I just felt like it was unnecessary. I think he could have done this at any time. He could have talked about the man in the press conference or anything. Now, the guy got killed in 2005, so it's it's not like not to say that he's not a hero because it happened 15 years ago. But I'm saying it's not like it just happened, you know, or something like that, you know. So the guy, you know, killed 15 years ago, and you want to celebrate it today? I don't know if he knew the guy. I don't know what the situation was. But again, I just felt like. You know, you took the shine from Antoine Rose Jr., you hurt his family, and you did it for selfish reasons, you know. If you wanted to talk to your teammates and have everybody come out and wear a veteran's name that next week, then maybe that's what you should have done. But I just feel like this was wrong. And Antoine Rose is a local Pittsburgh guy, and, you know, what you did was, I, I think, foul. And it's not the first time he's done it. So I have no sympathy for the criticism he's receiving. Um, week two had a ton of injuries. Nick Bosa torn ACL, Saquon Barkley torn ACL, um, Christian McCaffrey high ankle sprain, Drew Locke sprain AC joint, Cortland Sutton torn ACL, Jimmy Garoppolo high ankle sprain. I, I can go on and on, and I've never seen so many high profile players get so many severe injuries. But who do you yeah, think Eminem I'll start with you? And yeah, who do you think Eminem, in your opinion, is probably the the most I guess I guess most disappointing. The person who you really feel like like man, I really hate to see this dude go down. Oh man, not now, now considering he played for a, a hated division rival, but you know, still I, I I'm a fan of uh football and I'm uh, and running back my favorite position, man, uh you know, uh, I really, really hate to see that happen to Saquon because everybody else, all the other positions, yeah, it's 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 bad. But for running backs, it's different because they don't value running backs, and most of the time, um, you know, with with uh, when you start talking about injuries like that, you never really be the same. Now, you know, you got some. Some people like you know Adrian Peterson. He he he's an anomaly. Uh, when he came back from an injury similar to that, um, even with Christian McCaffrey, I mean um, he'll be back. But used with a high ankle sprain and the way he's used in the in the passing game, where he easily could have been a high candidate maybe for even MVP because he definitely means that much to the team. Um, that might not be the case, but in Saquon's case, though, man, I I, I hate to say it, I, I don't even know, I, I don't know if he'll ever be the projected Saquon. I, I I hope he's and feel he'll be able to come back, but you know, um, coming back and well, let's look at David Johnson for example. David Johnson still is the starting running back in the league, but he's nothing like he was in 2016. Um, like injuries and running backs in today's time where they're not really valuing running backs, really can be detrimental. Don't mean that your career over. Don't mean you won't 
get a shot don't mean you won't be back with the team, but having the whole offense go through you and all that kind of stuff like that, he was the he was to the Giants what clearly Zeke is uh, to the Cowboys as far as like them leaning on him for for their offense, you know, and to be so young and having so much talent, um, man, I re- I really really hate to see that. I, I you know I. I you know, uh, I'm like, well, you know, fuck the Giants, of course, but I hate to see that for him. You know, I don't, uh, I don't know if he'll ever be the same as far as the, the, the guy that you know that when when the years start, we'll be predicting who gonna get the rushing title and that kind of stuff. I don't know if he'll, hopefully he will, but I don't know if he'll ever recover because that that is it was it was bad. Hey, y'all there? <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. okay. Yeah, okay. I want to say that, um, you know, it's a contract year for him as well. And I really feel bad for him. Yeah. Um, he's the person that stands out to me, too. But, Ray, what, what about you, man? Who stands out the most for you as far as these injuries? I mean, you know, Nick Bosa tore his ACL. Tyrod Taylor got stabbed. I mean, it's all kinds of stuff. Well, you know, uh, I, 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 I would say, you know, I feel so bad for Saquon because I know he really wanted to get back. He really wants to be one of the all-time greats. I feel bad for Christian McCaffrey. I mean, because that kid, man, he's special. And to me, he's the best running back in the NFL right now. And, uh, you know, he's always been durable and stuff like that. And for him to get hurt, you know, it's going to be tough. On on Teddy Bridgewater, not having McCaffrey there because they just gonna, you know, lock everybody else down and see what happens if they can. But yeah, I think by not being preseason and stuff like that, a lot of guys are having these these freak injuries. And I almost want to say some of the guys that are seeing some of this stuff are really kind of tiptoeing into the season because they don't want to get these injuries. Around week four, week five, they're really going to turn it up once they get loose. But um, you do have to be careful. I hate to see it happen to any of those guys because everybody that seemed like they went down, we know them and we know them very well. So, yes, it's unfortunate. Yeah, sad, man. And so, well, let's get into the uh, what happened over the weekend. And, Buck, let me start with you, man. Um, what players stood out to you in week two for the right reasons? And who stood out to you in week two for the wrong reasons? And this doesn't include anybody on your favorite team. I'm going to start with the 49ers. Um, but I'm going to start, you know, with their injuries. I mean, they lost three players in this game. Um, that, you know, I said at the beginning of the year, the 49ers were going to probably be at the bottom of the barrel and everybody laughed. And I, I wasn't counting on them getting a bunch of injuries. The only thing was is that the division is just so tight, you know, and that you know, we knew that the Cardinals were going to, you know, do a little something. We know Seattle was probably going to be the division champion. The Rams, you know, they kind of retooled. So, I mean, I'm just, you know, I wasn't sold on Shanahan because, you know, so, 
and it, you know now they got you, you throw injuries in in the game, you lose you know you lose Bosa, you lose your starting quarterback, and you lose your your other bookend on the other side on defense, and I mean that is a lot to try to, you know he can't pull a Tomlin, okay? I have no faith in 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 the Shanahan system, um, you know you see what he did there in Atlanta. You know, as an offensive coordinator, and he fooled around, and you know, just you know, they couldn't generate no offense and let New England come back and beat them. And you know, these guys are kind of, you know, I just don't see it. I, I don't see them being able to dig themselves out of a hole. They get too far behind in this division, their season's over. And losing. You know, Bosa is just that's just huge. Now, Tom, Thomas might be able to come back. I don't know what the, what his injury was. Um, I'm not sure what Garoppolo's injury was, but they were significant. So, if those guys are gonna definitely miss some playing time. So, as far as you know, I feel bad for Forty Nineers to a certain degree, but it is what it is. Um, as far as you know, Tampa Bay kind of bounced back a little bit. You know, um, not. I'm not a Brady fan by no means, um, but Tom Brady looked a little bit better. But look who they were playing. <laughs> I mean, so they kind of get it, you know, it was kind of shades of New England. You know, they, they, that should just an easy game. That's a game for that they should win. But, you know, they got a tough schedule. So, you know, for a team that really didn't do as much, do as good as they could have done last year. So, story's uh, still out. I don't know, but Tom Brady kind of resurrected himself this past week, doing a little bit better than he did week one. Okay. And, Ray, who stood out to you for the right reasons and who stood out for the wrong reasons, um, you know, that wasn't on your favorite team? Well, I would say definitely Russell Wilson. I mean, he was just electric, man. And, you know, he he just – your greatness. I think when he retires, he will be a top five quarterback all the time. And uh, he just got them guys on the roll. And he really, really, really stood out. DK Metcalf also, the guys, man, he, he's looking real good. At first, I, I was worried he didn't play that many games in college and just a lot of speed and everything else. It just kind of wasn't sure. Well, man, this guy is uh, the real deal. But if I was to say who stood out for all the wrong reasons, I'm going to say the entire Atlanta football team because they just laid down. I mean, we can blame Matt Ryan because he's the leader, <laughs> but this happens all the time to the Atlanta Falcons. And, I mean, I watched the whole game because – one of one of my buddies that uh, we've been knowing each other twenty some years. He talking about well, you know, because you know we working, so it's like he talking about you see the highlights, this, that, and the other. I ain't seeing no highlights. I got the game on my phone. I said he said what somebody told me, and he was talking all from perspective of what you see on highlights. Them guys made a heck of a comeback. But at the same time, the Atlanta Falcons lost that ball game by just making stupid mistakes. When you see a team getting on a roll, if you got four minutes to go in the game, you'd have about 15 points. 
man. Now, if they come back on a high school team like that, you say, well, you know, them boys outmatching, you know, you got the best of the best of the best. They just too strong, too fast, too quick, got too much knowledge, professional coach versus high school coach. You can understand all that. But when you are a guy got your ass kicked in the Super Bowl, basically the same way. And then once you see these guys start rolling, guys couldn't couldn't even cover the, the, the onside kick. And what's embarrassing is when you have guys that are professionals that don't know the rules of the game. Professionals. This ain't pop one of the same flag football. This ain't none of that. These are professionals. And them some bitches step back and look at that ball roll on the ground. Man. <clears throat> now, it's great you're a Dallas fan. Imagine you're a Atlanta fan. You just about <laughs> want to get you another team. You tired of this. <laughs> Yeah, the common denominator in all of this is Dan Quinn. So, all right, Eminem, who stands out for you and who stood out for the wrong reason? Okay, uh, well, it, it's kind of a tie of who stood out. Uh, man, I, I really, really enjoyed the, uh, the, the, uh, the Monday night game, watching Kamara and then watching Josh Jacobs. I mean, that was some throwback. Hey, you know, yeah, shit. That was good hey, I'm I'm running over these motherfuckers, and they, oh, I'm running through your team, and you run through my team, and you know they really gave respectability to the the running back position. I mean, it was like some tough running on both sides. I mean, Josh Jacob was flying through motherfuckers. Kamara, I mean, you know, he didn't have that payday letdown. He he playing like okay, Breeze about to go out, but I'm gonna show y'all who who, who team this gonna be. You know, he he was running with that kind of attitude, and I really loved that, man, from both of them. Um, uh, like my cousin said, Atlanta was my first choice, but my second choice on letdown was uh, uh, I never had faith in, in Kirk Cousins, but I don't know why everything is such in disarray with Minnesota. I, I don't know. Uh, I hadn't watched a live Minnesota game, but I, um, I don't know. They, they're not playing like the – the team that that the defense can pretty much win the game as long as uh, everybody else just kind of stay afloat. Um, I thought they had enough pieces to be still formidable like they were over the last, you know, couple of seasons. But uh, I, I don't know something's going on. Um, you know, then a lot of it is preseason. Some teams just don't – just don't – haven't got crunk up yet. So, the jury is the jury ain't quite out yet, but I got my eyes on Minnesota. Like they they are really uh, doing it. Dan Quinn, um, shit man. Like I say, it was a I, I, you know you you hate to you hate to see pro guys who some of them been playing since they were five and six years old, and you don't even understand the rules of the game. I mean, they sit them there looking at the ball roll like, okay, don't you know if this shit go ten yards. They can get the ball, man. You know, and you know what time of the game it is, right? I mean, that is just, man. The, I mean, the offensive coordinator, I mean, the uh, special teams coach should have been fired that night because I'm saying, look, dude, you know your special teams, but obviously your personnel dumb as hell, you know. The whole, the whole damn coaching <laughs> staff need to be fired. To let yeah, and, uh, and, uh, fuck, and I, I had one for you too, Buck, because uh, – I, I knew we was gonna talk about it on the show, but I didn't know we was gonna kind of get into it this early. I was just saying, man, could you imagine? 
I ain't talking about the year y'all won, but like the first time y'all went to the Super Bowl in the in the modern era, and y'all would have blew a damn lead like that over Belichick, and they come back and do what it was forty one unanswered, and then two three years removed you do the same fucking thing against yeah. a team that clearly you was running through. Man. I don't know if Dan Quinn got a. Uh, uh, I remember Q used this analogy of <laughs> some shows back. When we were talking about something. A picture of somebody. What is it? Screwing somebody or something? It's like damn, like, <laughs> like how in the hell Dan Quinn? Because the other guy in Atlanta that was screwing up, they soon got his ass out of there. He went back to college. Man, yeah. and Dan Quinn didn't even have a chance from the start. So I mean, I'm saying, what the hell, Dan Quinn? Man, it's like, man, you, your ass got to go. Dan Quinn go. is the uh, he's the Wayne Fonts of the new millennium, and uh, he's that big buck in the woods now. Yeah, that's man, that that's that that's embarrassing. It's almost embarrassing just to know that these are professionals who look like they don't even know the game. That that's embarrassing for like, damn, y'all don't know how this works. Uh, yeah. You, 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 know, don't, know, me you of, don't know why they you know doing that, this. You know that sport in the Olympics and the Winter Olympics called curling, when they push yeah. you a little. Down the ice and everybody yeah, kind of on get the, down on the ice. Or That's what it looked like. It looked like yeah, they were curling, like. just watching the watching the ball spin like that. But but all right, so let's talk about your team. And Ray, I'll start with you, man. The Raiders look really good on on Monday night, man. Uh, who stood out for you on the Raiders uh, team, Ray? And who you think needs to improve? Oh, okay. Well, I mean. Josh Jacobs is an easy one, but I will I will say um I really like our rookie Brian Edwards. He's third round pick. You know, I think he's gonna be really good. Pretty big wide receiver, six three, two fifteen. Um but I have to say Jonathan Abram, I love the way he played the game. Man, that boy come in there hitting. I mean he's not gonna say he's showing hey, he him, but he will hit you. And, you know, he bringing that wood every single time. He I, I get afraid for him because, you know, it's kind of like when Adrian Peterson was young. Everybody said, oh, he ain't going to be running like that in 10 years over his career, man. He running over, trying to run through people and this and that. But every time Jonathan Abram hit somebody, it's a violent collision. And, you know, our defense still still needs help. But overall, hey, Ray. we played better than we played. Huh? Hey, I'm I going to say on, on that um, violent collision for Abrams, he needs to understand that um, he can't be colliding with no camera trucks, man. That was scary on the sidelines yeah. when he ran into that, that camera um, vehicle. Man, I thought he was out. Yeah, yeah they, they, the announcers did, too. Yeah. They started yeah, running back uh, the story from last year and all that. But yeah, yeah, he I, went to I, my rival really high school. Yeah, yeah, I I think he may be some relation to me on my my dad's side. I think because my great great grandmother is an Abram, and if they in the same yeah. town, is a very good chance. Oh that, yeah, I, I tell you who else, Ray? You know, uh, somebody you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know my cousin Warren? Yeah, they can do him. Yeah, their mom was an Abram. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, like a lot of times we see a lot of stuff on the family tree and stuff like that. So, yeah. I mean, he, he's, uh, yeah, he went to, uh, 
what was it, East Marin High School, right? Yeah, yeah, he went to East Marin. Yeah. Man, but yeah, he's 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 a he's a he's a shotgun. And I like him because he don't have no fear. And if I had to pick the guys, them the guys I would pick, Jacobs, Jonathan Abram, and you know, here Brian Edwards, I think he's very good. Uh, Henry Ruggs is very good too. I know he got injured the first game. He played all of this game, but you know he had some moments. I think he got one catch, but you know I think they just didn't get around to him like they needed to. But he's he's electric too. Oh, all right. Of course, I can't leave out Darren Waller. Because, yeah, he man, balled out. And I, you and could argue he's the best tight end to, in the league. You could argue that. I had to give props to um Derek Carr for going back to him because Derek Carr didn't get greedy. He just kept taking what was given, what they were giving him, and that dude ate them alive. And so, Buck, what about the Steelers, man? Who looked good for you all, and who needs to improve? Yeah, this you know we we started out like gangbusters. We got off to a really good start. Um. But the game was sloppy throughout. Um, so, but as far as you know, offense, it looked like it was getting getting better. I mean, Chase Claypool had a huge touchdown. Um, Johnson did his thing. Juju did his thing. So, Connor got Connor got off and got him a hundred yards. So, I mean, the offense is starting to click. We just got to get our tight ends involved a little bit more. Um, but you know, we got a little lax in the second half. We got to we got to. You, the turnovers are back. You know, we, we 20, 25 straight games with turnovers. We cannot turn over the football. Um, you know, Snell, you know, everybody was calling for Snell last week to start. Connor started. And uh, Snell, you know, got in the game in the second half. He fumbled. Um, this is, you know, this is second week in a row he's fumbled the football. Ben did throw an interception. He kind of kind of got at the ball. Um, he talked about that today. Um at his press conference today, you know, he needed to, you know, trust his footwork. You know, he said he's going to work on his footwork this week. You know, he said, he said, I've only played three games in the last two years, which is true. So, you know, that's just a little bit of rust. He's got to knock off, but we got to clean up the, the, we highly penalized. We kind of turned into the Raiders since the Raiders are not, not getting their normal penalties. I guess we're, we're going to take over. So we just got to clean up some, you know, clean up some mental errors. Um, and I don't know what the deal was with that particular officiating crew. It was one of the worst ones I've ever seen. There's some of the shit that they were calling. Still, you can't you can't put yourself in a situation where the referees control the outcome of the game. But um, you, we just got to play cleaner. It's just the second game. You know, this deal kind of like a preseason, so – these are things that can be corrected, but I want to see them get a, get corrected, you know, sooner rather than later. So, um, offense did better. Defense is getting off. They got seven. They got seven sacks during the game. Um, one crucial at the end. So. All right. I had to put the clock on you, man. I, I just asked for a couple of players. You gave me a whole breakdown of the game, referees, and everything. And, <laughs> So Eminem, who stood out for you with the Eagles, and who needs to improve? Okay, well, I mean, now I don't like the fact that he fumbled like literally uh, at the beginning of the game, 
But outside of that, uh, Miles Sanders, he he um, he came in his first debut with, from injury. Uh, uh, other than that miscue or whatever, he was running hard. He was, um, you know, uh, he was pretty effective when when he was on the outside with passes, even though some of the passes were off. And a guy with his talent, you got to hit him in the sweet spot so he can use his talent on you. Um, two things that really stood out that stunk. Um, we got to get better overall uh, 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 second level play, primarily the the uh, linebackers in short coverage or whatever, because we were getting slaughtered by Higby, and we was getting slaughtered by the um, the, the running back they had, uh, I think Henderson or somebody. Um, that's that's unacceptable. Um, and the obvious, of course, um, you know, like I say, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm holding back. I'm holding back. Some people in, in Bleeding Green Nation are already <laughs> dissing them hard as a motherfucker, but, man, Wentz going to have to just settle down. He got the talent. He got all the intangible, but he's going to have to just settle down and stop forcing shit that ain't there. In crucial times, all quarterbacks throw picks, but at some of the most crucial times or now you are, like, just getting – you're not getting careless. I don't want to use the word careless with the football, but you're just forcing it. I don't like that. You know, protection could be a lot better. We we can't seem to uh, stay healthy, but at the times of the miscues, it's really not a lot of uh, – it's not one of them things you're getting hit and throw a pick. I don't even really count them on nobody or something bouncing off somebody, but just miscues, errant footballs, shit that's – a little bit behind somebody, too low, stuff like that. You can't do that and 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 ever want to get the respect of an up and coming elite quarterback, and not play at your best when it means the most, you know. So, uh, you know, but we got Cincinnati, okay. so that should be an easy win. I hope uh, that should be an easy win, and uh, hopefully we can get back in. Uh, get back in business. And like I say, I'm just so damn mad at Atlanta, man, because I'm saying, like, okay, when <laughs> the scores kept coming out, and I'm saying, okay, now if this going to be once again, like last year, who sucked the most, who sucked the least is going to be the winner, I'm like, okay, I need everybody to lose. And, and you know, Atlanta pulled that bullshit. Well, I'm going to give you my um, – the most outstanding players, um, the person who stood out the most for me, with my team was uh, Dan Quinn, the coach of the Falcons. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Dalton Schultz, the tight end. Uh, I mean, I didn't have much expectations from him other than he's a good blocker. He doesn't catch the ball very well. He did have a fumble, but he had nine catches, 88 yards, and a touchdown. And that was very encouraging. So if Dalton Schultz can give, I mean, even six catches, 60 yards on a regular basis, then I think that's a good thing for Dak and the Cowboys. And as far as who needs to step it up again for the second week in a row, Mike McCarthy. Man, Mike McCarthy, I don't know what he's doing as far as the coaching is concerned. Um, I mean, the going for two as early as he did, I didn't agree with that. The yeah. I didn't have a problem with the first fake punt because that was just poor execution. But the second one, if you're going to – try to run the ball on fourth and five out of a fake punt formation when you're eight yards deep or whatever, man, then it's like, just go ahead and put your, leave your offense out there and line up and go forward. I mean, that was just, that was just dumb. So Mike McCarthy, man, 
it's like the team is over. It's, it's like the team is overcoming him, and it's it's starting to worry me a little bit. He really needs to knock yeah, that rust off. Yeah, it's the same thing in Green Bay. And, and Aaron, Aaron Rodgers made him look uh, look way better than what he was for years. It's starting to look that way, man. I'm losing confidence in him really fast, really fast. So, all right. So, looking at um, some of the other people who performed well, I mean, we talked that we mentioned Russell Wilson had a good performance. Um, what about Josh Josh Allen, man? Josh Allen with the B- Buffalo Bills, 417 yards passing and four touchdowns. Ryan Tannehill had four touchdowns. Uh, Julian Edelman and Stephon Diggs went over 150 yards receiving. Aaron Jones, 168 yards rushing. And, and but let me go back to you, man, and, and talk about the Packers right quick. This is the second week in a row the Packers have put up 40 points. Man, the Packers, the, the Packers putting up points, man. Nobody's saying anything. I told, I said, it, I said before the season started, this was the year of the older quarterback. Man, Aaron Rodgers is putting on a freaking clinic. Man, them boys over there acting a fool up there. I mean, it ain't cold yet, but the thing is, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, is, you know, he putting he putting up some damn MVP type numbers these first two weeks. I mean, their defense still ain't ain't clicking just yet because you know the other team is still putting up points. But you got to outscore outscore Green Bay, and I don't know if that's even possible right now. So um, I know it's still early, just week two, going into week three. We'll see if these jokers put up. They put up 40, 40 this week. Better start looking at the Green Bay Packers because, man, these boys, they kicking it, man. They it. And, Ray, you got Justin Herbert in, in um, San Diego. You got Justin Herbert with the Chargers, man. He comes out last minute, and he goes 22 for 33, 311. He had a touchdown and an interception. That's not – plus he had a rushing touchdown. That's not bad for a debut for a rookie, especially against the Super Bowl champs. No, no. I think I think he did well. I think he's building on to something, but it's hard to say because, you know, they don't have any film on him. And he's going to have to learn to adjust once they get some film on him. And he uh, looked good. I think he was probably the biggest reason why it was in the game. I mean, I think Tyrod Taylor at best is always a, a gap quarterback. You know, he can win your game or two here or there, but being a, a serious uh, contender or whatever, you're going to need somebody other than Tyrod. I think he's an excellent mentor, and Justin Herbert, he just really uh, came out and showed why he was the, uh, the top top 10 pick, I mean, number six or something like that, but he um, he looked good. I would just, I would start him from the beginning because, you know, he has the size, the arm and everything else, so hey, be hanging in there with Kansas City like that, you gotta be doing something, right? So I say, hey, give him another week. He's going to have to have right. another week because Tyrod probably going to be out for a minute. Yeah, I believe so. And Eminem, the Detroit Lions, you know, Green Bay jumped on Detroit. Detroit is, man, I don't know what to say, man. I, I mean, Matt Patricia is still there. I mean, is it time for him to go back to being a defensive coordinator somewhere? Oh, yeah, that's what happened to all the Patriot coaches, man. Uh, other than Mike Vrabel. 
And Mike Rebels kind of he kind of went against the grain a little bit. He he he's a, a a former Patriot, but he don't seem to be just full into that other stuff. Um, and it works. It worked for Belichick, but it only worked because all the variables got to be the same. But uh, but uh, yeah, Mike Matt, Matt Patricia, he really he really don't know how to handle. Um, I don't know. Uh, I ain't gonna say uh, uh, heavy competitors, but you can you can tell that that it's something about having to play Rodgers twice and intimidates him. Um, it's something about just being out of the AFC East. It seems to be now. I'm just putting words in, on the man. You know, taking nothing away from his defensive capabilities, but. Most people would use Matt Stafford different than what he do. I mean, most people just open that shit all the way up. I mean, he seems to try to play situational ball. Like I say, Belichick did that and was great at it. But for one, taking nothing away from him, you know, the, the division just sucks so long. So you could kind of do that kind of shit because you know that you don't have a lot to lose. But, nah, man, the NFC North is different. And then you got – Somebody pulling the trigger like uh, Rodgers, and, and what I was going to mention uh, on Buck's comment, I mean, not that I didn't agree with it, but one reason Green Bay looking so potent is because the Mike McCarthy system is all the way, all the way out. See, last year Rodgers was still trying to, you know, it was kind of conflicting with that stuff. So now I guess dudes say, well, shit, I just bring somebody else in then, man, fuck it. And I guess he he's saying, that, well, the hell with it then. I tried, and he running the system, and they killing everybody. And I think – uh, I'm not sure. I thought I heard somewhere, but Devontae Adams might be dinged up a little bit, but hopefully it ain't nothing too serious. Maybe it's just, you know, just something uh, mild. I think he had a, whatever, ham, but. a hamstring issue. Okay. So hopefully, like I say, hopefully that won't, you know, be one of them things that just linger and just mess them up the whole year. But uh, but they're very vulnerable. And uh, you already mentioned Josh Allen. Like, man, that's, that's one of my uh, – non-eagle favorite, you know, quarterbacks, man. That 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 white boy is tough as nails, you know. He ain't got no hole in him, man, none. And uh, <laughs> so I, I think they're going to be – I think they're going to be a wrecking ball in the East, and I don't, I don't think it's no fluke. I think it's going to be like that for a minute. <laughs> All right. Well, um, other injury news, um, wide receiver for the Eagles, um, Rager is going on IR with a thumb injury. And yeah, Richie, Incogn- Richie Incognito will be out for three weeks. Um, he's going on the IR for the Raiders. So, I mean, the injuries are still still coming in. But let's look at next no week. Pre-season. Next week's going to be kind of hard to call because um, there's so many injuries. I mean, that's really going to change stuff up. I ain't no way I bet on these games next week if I were a gambling man. But, uh, Buck, let's start with the game of the week, Buck. <laughs> Miami at Jacksonville tomorrow night. Boy, please. Keep your ass can't be saying that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you better go shopping tomorrow. Fuck that bullshit. Anyway, it actually is going to be kind of intriguing. Um, you know, you got Garner Minshew. You know, you know, his man's going to come out there with his little goatee and his long hair and shit and get out there and try to do a little something. You know, they got I, I don't know where they're playing. I guess they're playing in Miami. Um. Miami and Jacksonville, both are uh, two No, they're playing in Jacksonville. They're playing in Jacksonville. There's two teams that actually let fans come to the stadium. Florida. Actually, one of three teams, I think Tampa, also does. But anyway, in any event, 
Um, you know, you got Garner on one side, and then you got Fitzmagic on the other side, you know, because they 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 hadn't put two in there. And, uh, you know, they really, you know, really should, you know, give the kid a look. But we'll see what happens. Um, we got the – you got Magic and <laughs> and Garner. I mean, that man, that's just a just a jacked up matchup all the way around. That's there's a no lot way of facial hair. Yeah, there's a lot of facial hair. Yeah, but I, I tell you what, that running back, Jackson, we got that boy, Robinson, man, that boy toting that thing, bro. Yeah, he's looking but nice. It's gonna be an interesting. It's gonna be an interesting matchup, you know. But really and truthfully, go to Ross, go to the mall, go get to, take your lady out. It's really not a game that you really want to see unless you are a fan of these two teams. <laughs> um, I know that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, you know, maybe maybe watch some Rizzoli and Owls or something. Anything other than watch these two games. <laughs> this, this, you, you know, maybe, uh, maybe it might be some basketball on tomorrow. Is there basketball on tomorrow? Yeah, yeah I think. Yeah, do, make make Chicago night two nights in a row instead of just Wednesday. Do it on Thursday. Watch some reruns. Anything than these two teams watching them play. Now, is it an NFL game? I would watch it. I don't care who it is. But um, but for those that you know, if you're not a fan of these teams, you might want to make it some other kind of night other than that. But we'll see what happens. It'll probably, hopefully, it'll be a. Di- a very decent game. Hopefully, it won't be as bad as I'm making it sound. <laughs> All right, and let's see, Ray. What about Chicago at Atlanta? Oh man, it it it, it should be easy game for Atlanta, but man, you just can't trust Atlanta whether you. Uh, that man or not, I mean, they could be up, you know, 38 to nothing at halftime and still lose a game 41 to 38. I mean, so uh, I'm going to take the Bears on this one. Okay. And Eminem, the Washington Nobodies against the, um, at the Cleveland Browns. Oh man, this this is easy, man. Uh, the Browns gonna run through the the no name uh, team. <laughs> All right, and Buck, the Forty ers at the Giants. Well, yeah, I'm actually going with the Giants. I don't expect the Forty ers to win another football game until they get some of the players back. So, uh, I, even though. <laughs> Hell, I'm going to do this. They're going to tie. <laughs> Is that the first tie prediction we done ever had on pick? Uh, it, it I, I can't remember it nobody else be. saying that before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Ray, the L.A. Rams at the Buffalo Bills. Ooh, offense against defense. Man, it's going to be the way Josh Allen playing right now, it's going to be a shootout. So I'm going to say I'm going to still have to take uh, – oh, man, that's a tough one. I got to uh, – and where are they playing at? Buffalo. I'm, I'm, I'm still going to have to take the Rams. Yeah, I'm going to take, take the Rams on that one. Okay. 
And Eminem, Tennessee travels to Minnesota. Well, uh, Minnesota need to get it together, but I don't think this is the week they're going to do it. Uh, I'm going with Tennessee. And I look for Derrick Henry to have a breakout. It usually takes him a while to get warmed up. This might be the game. Yeah, he normally goes crazy in the second half of the season. So if he gets started early, he might be heading towards 1,700, 1,800 yards. <laughs> right, because it ain't Buck, like he injured. <laughs> right. Buck, the Houston Texans travel to Pittsburgh. You know Houston ain't winning no football game. They, you know, they're wide receiver in, in Arizona now. Mm-hmm. And Deshaun Watson going to be running for his fucking life. Pittsburgh all the way. All right. Ray, the Raiders travel to New England. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's hard to win up in Foxborough. And, you know, you know, Brady gone, I think that's still going to be the case, but I think that we had the offense to beat these guys because um, Cam's going to do a little bit of throwing and he's going to do a lot of some running. It's going to be a mix. I want to say Cam looked as accurate as I saw him Sunday night as I've ever seen him. But uh, I think that it should be a close game, but I'm picking us to win the game by three points or something like that. And, All right. And uh, I think the Raiders are going to win that game, too. I, I really do. Eminem, the Cincinnati Bengals, and Joe Burrows come to Philadelphia. Okay. Oh, man. This uh, this going to be the week we get it together. I'm naming it and claiming it. Uh, you know, Burrows, he's going to have a bright future ahead of him. But, you know, even with the injuries and stuff, I mean, it's, it's – the speed of the game gonna get real fast on him, so um, yeah, yeah, he he gonna have to learn how to really play from behind and, and a lot of pressure because, like I say, with you know Wentz, if he's reading anything that's <laughs> uh, written, he he gonna have a hell of a game this week. So I don't look for him to have any turnovers. So and I look for um, a very explosive game, very explosive, a statement game actually. All right. This is a, a must-win for you all, man, not because necessarily – I mean, if you go 0-3, that's bad enough. But if you lose to a rookie quarterback to play with the Bengals, man, ooh, that media well, going right. – Man, uh, the fans are Yeah, that's burn what I'm saying. Like, down. this is – right, this is going to be the end of, of uh, Wentz's confidence if we if lose to uh, Burrow. Hey, Burrow. Oh, this is one of those crazy Kyle things Brady. where he still throw 500 yards and lose. Now, this is something like that. But barring something like that, we, we you know, we got to win, and we got to win convincingly. Offensively, especially. Okay. I need to beat the Brights right. off Cincinnati. Oh, yeah, you Buck. would say that. <laughs> <laughs> Buck, you got Carolina traveling to play the L.A. Chargers. Nobody winning this game either. This would probably be a tie too. Um, man, this man, these are some hard ass games. You give me the pick. Um, <laughs> shit. Um, I, I'm if the Chargers at home, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna take the Chargers, and that that's just real hard for me to pick the Chargers because. You know, they don't have that starting quarterback. Um, 
them going down. I mean, it, it's you. You don't know. You know. I. Then you don't have McCaffrey on the other side. I'm. I'm gonna take the Chargers in one point over the damn Carolina Panthers. Okay. Ray, the New York Jets travel to Indianapolis. Oh man, Indianapolis by thirty points. <laughs> think you think you pick them by All right. Uh, I think Ray's on the fence right there, but uh, I think he he thinks Indianapolis <laughs> going to win. <laughs> and so, um, I'll take Dallas and Seattle. And despite everything that happened last week with the comeback and all that stuff, I think Atlanta lost more than Dallas won. But I mean, they did do what they put themselves in a position to win. Uh, thanks to Atlanta's incompetence. But I just, even without fans, I can't see Dallas beating Seattle right now. I think Russell Wilson is is angry. Uh, and that dude just seemed like he just got a different type of vibe about him right now. And I can't see, man, I just hope he doesn't throw for six touchdowns against our secondary. I really don't. You know, so I just hope that Dallas can make it respectable. But um, I got to go with Seattle on this one. And Eminem, Detroit at Arizona. Oh man, uh, like I say, Kyler Murray, man, he he coming into his own, and he loving that gift from uh, Bill O'Brien. Um, and of course, you know the Larry, the other Larry Legend football version is there. So, man, there's no way I'm taking uh, Detroit over uh, Arizona. So I'm going with Arizona. All right. Ray, Tampa Bay at Denver. Well, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna have to take Tampa Bay in and said uh Tampa Bay has all their weapons and Denver is lacking their weapons, at least their quarterback and wide receiver. So I'm gonna have to go with Tampa Bay. Not to say that uh what's his name, Drexel won't come out there and give them a run for their money, but I believe he's uh I believe with Tom Brady and, and, and company, I think the smart money would be on Tampa Bay. Yeah, just yeah. just and, and not it, bad. I tell you what, Leonard yeah. Fournette getting warmed up. Keep your eyes on him. Oh yeah, he getting warmed up. That man up. about to take that team over the first game. Yeah, he about to take that damn team off. He's like, TB12? Nah, this is my damn team. <laughs> All right, so Buck, Green Bay at New Orleans. Ooh, this is a hard one to pick, too. Um, it's, hard to, it's hard to beat New Orleans at home. Um, but Aaron Rodgers is, is just lighting up, you know, he's lighting up the football field. Um, they the Saints are gonna lose at home and they're gonna lose by fourteen points. I'm going with the Packers. All right. And I'm gonna let all of y'all get a piece of this one. Let me start with you on this first, right? The Monday night game. Kansas City at Baltimore. Ooh, that's gonna be tough, but what I've seen so far this season, I'm gonna take the Ravens in this one. I think Kansas City kinda of waking up with silk draws on a little bit. So I'm gonna go with uh the 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 uh Mar Jackson and company on this one. 
because I think they they had the weapons to keep up with them. They had the defense, and I think that you know they not as hungry as Baltimore is. Now, if it all counted, I think Kansas City would beat them. But I believe you right now. I gotta take the Ravens. All right, Eminem, who you got? Oh man, this this normally this always been a tough game in the regular season when they they matched up. But um, I'm trying to get that Chargers game out of my head because I, I really think, not taking nothing away from the Chargers, but I really think that uh, Kansas City was kind of overlooking them. I think they was actually thinking about the game on Monday night. So I'm still going to edge it out to the uh, Chiefs. Uh, I think this is the game that they were geared up for. I, I think that, you know, I, I think they just kind of look past the Chargers. Now, pro players supposedly don't do that. The way amateur football players or sports players do it, but I really think that's what what happened. <laughs> All right, Buck, who you got? Kansas City or Baltimore? Yeah, I'm going with Kansas City. I, I, I just, Baltimore got a good defense. They got good offense. You know, they're playing. You know, they're playing well. But Kansas City is a Super Bowl champion, and I, I just until, you know, yeah, they kind of kind of dropped the ball against Chargers a little bit, but I think they're gonna bounce back and. You know, I, I got to go with the Chiefs. Uh, I just don't see the Ravens winning this game on Monday night. I'm going with the Ravens in this game, and I think the Ravens win convincingly. Now, when I say convincingly, I don't mean they're going to, like, blow them out. But I'm saying I think the Ravens control this game from start to finish. I like the Ravens in this one. like a, Something like a 28-20 game or something like that. I just, I just think they're going to control the ball and keep the Chiefs off the field. No, they're they, in Baltimore. They in Arrowhead? They in Baltimore, okay. Yeah. So, I, I like the Ravens, but we'll see. I think it'll be a great matchup. So, let's get into some who am I's before we get cut off here. And um, I got five of them for you. Y'all ready? Y'all going to let Ray sweep again this week? <laughs> hey, now, I, I did get one, a, a half a point last week. Cause I answered one of them. We just said at the same time. So did I. <laughs> I don't know if the judges agree with that or not, Eminem, but here's the first one. <laughs> I am a, a five foot eleven, one hundred and ninety five pound running back, drafted in the first round in two thousand eight by the Tennessee Titans out of East Carolina. Who am I? Oh man. You said uh, two East Carolina. You said uh, five foot what? Five foot eleven? Five foot eleven. Five eleven, one ninety five. Oh, that's the real fast dude. Uh, the one that got shot. Um, oh, uh, damn. Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson, right. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't get his Chris name out. <laughs> yeah, the name's important, Eminem. All right, so. <laughs> I am a six foot, the six foot five, 311 pound tackle. I think he played a little guard, too. 54 years old, drafted number two overall in 1989 by the Green Bay Packers out of Michigan State. Tony, Tony Mandridge. Tony Mandridge. Auntie Joseph Mandridge. I don't know where Tony came from. All right, Ray got two. All right, this is a tough one. Uh, I, I can get a quarter for the description, because No, nah, ain't no quarter. No quarter. No quarter. <laughs> I am a six foot three, two hundred and twenty-five pound middle linebacker, 
turned 77 years old recently, drafted in the fourth round in 1965 by the Baltimore Colts out of the University of Pittsburgh. But you probably know me as a coach for 26 years with teams like the Chargers, the Chiefs, and the Cleveland Browns. Who am I? Uh, Marty Schottenheim. Marty Bar. Uh, I might give Eminem that one. I think Eminem got that one in. Yeah, he he got it out faster. Uh, Marty Schottenheimer. I'm got, on the board. I'm on got, the board. <laughs> who got fired in San Diego after a 14 and two season? One of the but craziest the things. But when I, you said Cleveland, I said that's got to be Marty. Schottenheimer. Yeah, that's why I say Cleveland for last. Because that was actually his first stop, but that's why I saved it for later. Right. All right. Here we go. Kevin Mack, Ernest Bonner. Boy, it's a hell of a bag for you. I know, right? That's a lot of muscle. I am a six foot three, 235-pound running back. Drafted number 14 overall in 1996. Eddie George. Out of Eddie Nathan George Whoa. out of Ohio State, oh. Houston, Oregon. Eddie oh, yeah, I was going to get it. Yeah, I thought that weight might give it away. All right, so yeah, got uh, Ray and Eminem are tied at two. Here's the last one. Let's see if Buck got anything he to say about it or it's going to be a tiebreaker. <laughs> I am a six foot four, 275-pound Hall of Fame defensive tackle, drafted in the first round, number four overall, out of North Texas in 1969 by the Pittsburgh. Major Green. I got it. Eminem for the win. That was Eminem. No, it was not. I did it first. Man, I got to take it. Rewind the tape. Rewind the tape. Boy, this dude was the defensive rookie of the year. In 69, play, defensive player of the year in 72, defensive player of the year in 74, four-time Super Bowl champ, and uh, four-time All-Pro. I mean, that's just that's just saying something right there. That dude was amazing. Charles. And to do Edward. all that, to end up being a photographer, man, what a human uh, all-around guy. Hey, kid, catch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was before the league. Kept up, kept up with sacks. I would love to know how many career sacks that dude probably had. Shit, so. ain't no telling. All right, so that's gonna shut it. Get ready to shut down, fellas. They about to cut me off, I guess. But really yeah. quick, um, anybody got any comments on? Um, I don't know if y'all watching this Heat Celtics game, but this dude Tyler yeah, Hero. Watch it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's a problem. And uh, anybody, anybody got any comments on the Boston? Uh, Miami series and the Lakers Nuggets series, real quick. Which way you think it's gonna go? Well, I, 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 I like I say, I'm not gonna pick against Rajon. Anything, anything the Rajon Rondo part of, I'm like, man, that that dude yeah. is just very underrated. Uh, he he, he kind of been viewed yeah. as some kind of role player, but he really not. He really know how to facilitate a uh, all around. Um, uh, yeah. uh, game plan, you know. God, so. Tyler, he, Tyler Hero just knocked down a four pointer. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I got to go inside and catch this. 
Oh yeah, man. Myself. That kid is is awesome. I was I was outside. Because, I forgot the game. I'm outside on my porch. You, you 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 don't see white kids come out and be 19 years old and be a lottery pick. You know, not not to say all that, but I mean, he is awesome. He can shoot, shoot from the locker room. So, I mean, it, it's it's getting interesting. They just hit a three. Am I am I behind? Yeah, let me see here. I got three minutes and forty seven seconds. So, yeah, I'm yeah, a little bit right. behind. Yeah, but um, yeah. I, I I would say that um you know everybody's picking the Lakers. The Lakers have the two superstars, and man, you know, at Denver get hot, anything is person is possible. Because when for Anthony Davis three pointer, they would be down right now. And you know Jamal Murray, man, he got that Steph Curry in him, so anything is possible. You know, it's it's easy to pick the favorite and stuff like that, but. This year feels like when Detroit played the Lakers that time. You know, they really didn't have no superstars on the team. You know, Rasheed Wiles is a man, Ben Wallace, you know, uh, Chauncey Billups, uh, Rip Hamilton, and everybody just thought Carl Malone and Kobe and Shaq and Gary Payton them going to run all over them guys. And, man, they went up there, and they just stomped the Lakers out. They embarrassed. And that's the way – and that's the way this year feels with the Miami Heat. I mean, I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. This kid here, man, he got 33 points. You know, and these, and see, the way these guys play, they play as a basketball team, not one guy trying to score. And that's what I, I think the problem is with the Lakers. We all know LeBron's is the top five player all the time. But the thing is, Rajon Rondo has led the league in assists three times. So that probably means twenty more than 20% of the time he led the league in his career in assists. If he wasn't hurt, if he wasn't kicked off a team or something like that, you got to factor all that in too. Now, why did you need to facilitate the basketball when you got a guy like that on your team if you're not trying to pass stats? That that's where the problem come in. That let Rondo handle the ball, and we'll we'll see what happens. Okay. All right. Well, you know, you mentioned Ben Wallace earlier. I was just thinking about there used to be a lady that worked at the Popeyes near my house that looked like Ben Wallace. Um, I guess that's not a good thing. <laughs> anyway, no. let me shut this down, fellas, before we get cut off. Um, I appreciate you all joining, and we'll be back next week. And uh, we'll do this again. And so you've been listening to the Very Unsportsmanlike podcast. Go to anchor.fm forward slash 15 yards to find the archives. And we'll catch you all at the same time next week. Peace out.